Hello, friends. So this is probably a bad idea, but I've decided to record this podcast for probably the 50th time. And I'm sitting here on my couch with the door sort of open to very loud background noise, but my cat is sitting on my lap and I feel like he doesn't get a lot of love these days with my kid around and he doesn't get a lot of time to just sit on my lap like he wants to. So I decided to just give him it, you know, just give it to him (laughs) this one time. And so I apologize in advance for the excessive noise if it comes through. I have been really struggling to record this podcast. I've had a couple different ideas over the last couple weeks and then all this other stuff keeps coming up, but it's stuff that I haven't quite figured out yet. And I've obviously not figured out all the other stuff perfectly as I've shared so far, but I definitely feel a little bit more confident about it. And the stuff that's been coming up for me lately, I'm not really sure where I stand exactly and what I want to share and what I want to say about it. And I'm definitely sure that I don't want to add any unnecessary noise right now. I think it is a very noisy time. And so two things I wanted to share that I am fairly sure about. The first is a little practice that I have to help me out during really difficult times. I may have shared this already in the past. I actually don't know. But a couple weeks ago, I was really struggling. We are in lockdown here in Sydney. I know many people are very versed at this scenario and We've had a couple dry runs before, but nothing to this extent. And it's not a good time. It's, yeah, it's definitely not a good time. And on top of that, just other stresses happening in my life, personal stuff going on, missing people, missing family, wanting to to see them. It's I think this is the longest I've gone without having gone home for a visit. So that's been a little bit challenging. Obviously, yeah, when when stuff is happening in the external world, it just sort of compounds what's happening in your internal world. And so, yeah, I had a couple really, really dicey days where I didn't feel like doing anything. And I just sort of lay on the couch and watched YouTube videos. I didn't even watch good binge-worthy shows. I was just watching real crap and just eating chips and feeling shit. And that was okay. And I really made an effort not to let the guilt steep in. Not to override the moment with gratitude. I think gratitude is really great. I'm currently doing like a the gratitude every day, sharing it on Instagram until we get out of this lockdown, just as a way to keep myself grounded in, you know, what's, what is good. And hopefully that will inspire other people to do the same and share their gratitude with me. And it's been really, really brings me a lot of joy to receive other people's, uh, 
notes of what they're grateful for. And so my <laughs> the whole gratitude thing is, I think it's really, really an amazing tool. I think it's a great tool to pull yourself out of a funk. But I'm very conscious not to override my feelings or like suffocate my feelings with gratitude. I, I, I can let them live together. And so I try not to do this to myself where I'm like feeling shitty about something and then I'll swoop in with the, yeah, but you know you have this, 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 and this to be grateful for. I want it to be an and instead of a but. So I can say, oh, here comes the noise. I can say, yeah, this is a really shitty situation and I don't want to be in it and this is going on in my life and this is going on in my life and this is going on and it sucks. And then I can also say, and I am super grateful for, you know, this, this, and this. You can be both and I think that making space is is really great and you can write them both down make a suck list and a gratitude list you know and they don't have to counteract each other you know you don't have to be you don't have to find a silver lining in every you know pile of shit it can just be like here's a pile of shit and here's a pile of sprinkles and they don't have to interact and then other times you've got sprinkle poo <laughs> um this is this is going in a different direction. So a tool that I think is helpful is to make a list of things for when you're in a funk that can help you keep your head above water and to help you slowly pull yourself out of it. I'm a big fan of letting yourself be in the funky space. So I did. I gave myself two days, and you might need longer than that, of just moping. I think it's good to have a sort of deadline for your moping, maybe in someone that you can that can help hold you accountable. I think it's really, really helpful to have people that you can share your feelings with. And so like I think it's really important that I was able to say to my husband, like, I'm feeling really depressed and down. I'm feeling really shitty right now. And I don't need anything. I'm good. Like in, in that sense, like this is a shitty time and I'm just processing these emotions. Um, but just, yeah, putting it out there. I know that with my anxiety, it's something that's really helpful for me to share it and just give it, you know, say it out loud. It makes it less scary. It feels like there's someone else that's kind of got my back and that knows what's going on. But I think it's also really helpful to make a list, make a list of things that you know, help you feel good. Uh, you know, for me, stuff like get outside, get some fresh air, grounding, putting my feet on the earth, having a journal, writing out how I'm feeling, getting it off my chest, talking to somebody, calling my mom, eating healthy food, having some bone broth, whatever it is for me. Uh, you know, we talk about comfort food, and that's great. And I don't want to dismiss it, but I also think that it's good to have awareness about what is short-term comfort and what's actually going to pull you out of your funk. So like 
I'm going to eat mac and cheese. And I think I a hundred percent did have mac and cheese and then, you know, have a smoothie or a soup or something that I know is also going to nourish my physical body because that's super important because our physical body is responsible for so much of our emotional well-being and vice versa. Like it all works together. I went on a bit of a tangent in an earlier recording of this podcast that I'm going to attempt not to do right now, but there's a really good book called Gut. I think that's what it's called. And I think it's, I I was, I'm looking at my bookshelf and I'm just realizing I've lent it to someone. It's from, I think, a German gut book. Um, That's just me um, Googling and talking a lot by Gulia, Giulia Enders, gut. It's just called gut. Great book. Talks a lot about the mind, gut connection the gut brain, uh, all about sort of like the feel good stuff that happens in your gut and just bringing some attention there. If you are someone that struggles with mental health stuff, I know that if I'm feeling anxious or down, adding to my gut stress, like I'm, so I'm feeling stress that's causing inflammation and irritation in my gut, then eating foods that do that as well, create a literal shitstorm. So I try and be really conscientious of that. So giving myself some space for wallowing in comfort foods, but knowing that if I intend to pull myself out, that I also just have to make some space for those other tools. So I'm not saying like make a checklist that you have to check off. I'm saying make yourself a like emergency self-care toolbox of things and then just do whatever you can. So if you're, if you've got some physical stuff going on, maybe you can't move your body. What else can you do? Stay hydrated for God's sakes. It sounds so bloody simple, but I've just gotten myself this like two liter jug that I fill up every day so that I have a visual of making sure that I'm staying hydrated because I know that when I get stressed, something as simple as staying hydrated goes out the window. I, yeah. So I think that is, that's that kind of wrapped up as a offering. The second thing I wanted to talk about in terms of our nervous systems, it's a crazy time, friends. It is a very stressful time. I talk about this all of the time. I know it's like banging your head against a wall, but the way that we consume and have access to information and media and other people's shit and energies, if you don't believe in like the energetic world and you don't know that we can pick up each other's energies and we have so much influence and And then, you know, we've got 7 billion people plus on the planet and we've created platforms for so many of them and we've created, there's so much, I hate the word right now, but divisiveness happening. And it is really happening because we're seeing all these different perspectives in a time where we feel very out of control. And so we have this knee jerk reaction to want to control someone else's experience, thoughts, or feelings. It's not helpful. (laughs) It's not actually creating 
long-lasting relevant change when we're pointing fingers at individual people and I'm not going to go on a tangent there because it's just too much but I would encourage you to look at where you're being triggered and if you're being triggered in certain spaces like social media to back off and remember that um for the most part, we're all doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we have and what we believe to be right and good and true. And I understand the frustration in heightened times like this where it feels very time sensitive for everyone to get the fuck on board one way or another, I suppose. But um, that's just not the way of the world. We we have so many different people and by nature we're going to have a lot of different opinions and for the most part i believe that to be a glorious thing and so i'm measuring now whether or not i want to even dip my toe in this arena but i think that yeah i mean i talk about it a lot but i think that where and when you can to offer up some grace and then to also just take a step back from a heated situation. You know, don't shop when you're hungry. Don't social media when you're angry or worried or, or stressed. Um, on that same note, mind your consumption in general, no judgment whatsoever, but (laughs) so I'm the kind of person I cannot watch anything that's not pleasant. I'm to the point where like, I don't even want to watch a, like a lighthearted comedy with a cliffhanger. Cause I don't need any more reasons to send my body into any sort of fight or flight mode. Right. And we've talked about this before, you know, your brain logically in some ways understands the difference between reality and imagination or, or something fictional that you're watching. But the way that it sends messages into your body and the stress responses are real. So when you are worrying about someone, something, when you are future projecting or going into the past about stuff and working yourself up, your body is experiencing it as if it was happening for real in real time. The same is true about when you're watching, listening to real crime, true crime shit, fake crime shit, fictional violence, um, anything fear-based, the news, (laughs) anything fear-based. Someone um, who I adore, Julie Parker, you can find her on Insta. Um, She's a legend of a goddess. And she posted a few weeks ago, maybe, that she, like in 12 minutes of just watching the news, how many sort of fear-inducing words that they use. And this is not like some sort of, you know, rant against media of any kind, but it is noteworthy to understand what we're consuming. And that has a, you know, the news have a very specific purpose and agenda and we know that it it tends to be um sensational one way or another and so being mindful of what you consume you know i know people like loads of people i really struggle to find things to watch on these millions of streaming 
things, options that we have. I cannot believe how much is available. And I really struggle with my husband because he wants to watch things that are like, you know, really. And I, I have a lot of time and respect for great film and, and you know, TV shows and art and documentaries and stuff. But right now, especially when my nervous system is already taking a hit by the realities of the world, I don't need to switch off into other sort of dystopias that are also stressful. So it could be your jam. You could love this stuff. And again, no judgment, really, truly. But I would recommend if you are feeling already stressed, if you're having some anxiety or mental health stuff going on, to take a break from anything that's going to fire up your fight or flight, uh, you know, in your body. If you should do it sort of like you do like a food intolerance test, you know, go without it for a while, like two weeks, three weeks, and then dip back in and see how your body responds. When you become so used to it, it will literally have the same effect. Like, I was so used to eating gluten, for example, or dairy. <laughs> so sad when I, I love gluten and dairy, but I was so used to it. I got so used to my body's rejection and feeling when I would eat these things and it didn't agree with me, but I got really, really used to that feeling that it, it, it didn't feel bad. Um, and it was only when I cut it out and then brought it back in, I really noticed the difference in how it felt. I heard somewhere the other day, oh, another person I adore, Queer Cosmos on Insta. I could just, whew, I love him. So he mentioned the other day, feelings are meant to be felt and we feel them like in the body. So we feel them and we can really start paying attention to what different feelings feel like in our body so we can identify them when we're ha ha when they're happening and then use them for better communication and discourse and disclosure in our relationships. But so it's really important then to maybe take these take things out of your life, whether it's social media, whether it's certain people, whether it's certain things that you're consuming, or whether it's actual food, you know, take breaks and then it reintroduce them into your life and go, ooh, Actually, you know what? When I look at that person's social media, when I consume this kind of content, when I eat the croissant, as delicious as it is, I actually have a reaction that doesn't feel good. And I can feel that in my body. And this is where I feel it. Make a, make a list. I love a list apparently today. But I mean like journal about it. Write about it. Get curious. This whole podcast obviously is about finding out your truth your way. Look, you could watch true crime and it could like make you feel really happy. That's maybe something to talk to a therapist about if it, you know, excites you. But maybe it doesn't. I can say honestly like my husband and I have very different experiences when it comes to our nervous systems. His is way more grounded and chill and like if we watch something unsettling, like he can go straight to bed, sleep like a baby, and I will be like, I will have the craziest dreams and nightmares and like 
diarrhea. <laughs> like my nervous system can't handle it. So you could very well be the kind of person whose nervous system can't handle it. You could eat gluten until the cows come home. And my God, bless you, have some for me. So I'm not saying it's a right or wrong situation. I'm just saying if you are the kind of person or if you find yourself in a, in a heightened situation in the world, you know, like a global pandemic, for example, where shit is really stressing you out, adding extra stressors into your life is probably not very helpful. Um, trying to cut every, un- like I'm not saying like go on some sort of crazy binge where you're cutting off, cutting out all of your go to lean on, you know, whatever's, I can't think of the word right now, but definitely have a look at it and then make a list. This is what makes me feel good. If you're listening to this and we are connected in any way on social media and you have some really good recommendations for, um, things to watch that are just joyful and funny and full of love, send them my way, please. I would really appreciate that because I'm really struggling right now to find good stuff. I'm just going back and watching old stuff, but that's like another thing that you can put on your list. The first list, uh, you know, shows that make you laugh, shit that makes you laugh. I'm constantly just YouTubing like show bloopers. I like to laugh. And then I have my go-to hilarious, hilarious shows that I like to watch. I can't think of like any off the top of my head right now for some reason. But anyway, I'm going to leave you all with this. Some tools for turbulent times and the reminder to be good to yourself and be good to other people. These are these are tough times and I think what we need more than ever is some grace and is some kindness. And we need to come at each other with some good frequencies. So uh, being a good custodian of your energy, your energy and what you're bringing to the table, whether it be the literal table in your community, in your family, or if you're bringing it to the table of your social media audience or communities there or whatever it, whatever it may be. Uh, until next time, stay well, stay safe, and I love you. Thank you so much for joining me in this latest episode. If you liked what you heard and you want to share it, that would be amazing. I would love for this to reach whoever it needs to reach. And I can't do that without your help. If you can jump into wherever you listen to this podcast, if there's a review available, if you can jump into iTunes and leave me a review, that would be incredible. And I thank you so much. And if you want to connect further and find out how you can work with me or just watch me do silly things on the internet, you can find me at Veronica Lee Drayton on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.